everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of Tell Me More, a Hospitality Data Podcast. I'm Stephanie Brickett, Editorial Director of Hotel News Now. With me, as always, STR's Isaac Colazzo and CoStar Group's Jan Freitag. Today, in this special episode, we open up the old reader mailbag and ask Isaac and Jan your questions. So before we launch into it, I just want to let everybody know you are welcome at any time to email me a question for this group, S-R-I-C-C-A at hotelnewsnow.com. Find our posts on LinkedIn where we're asking for your questions and do it that way. We're going to sprinkle these mini episodes in every now and then so that you can get your voice heard and maybe on the radio, these guys will answer it. Let's dive right in. We've got a question from Rocco Bova, who's an industry consultant. Um, a lot of us know Rocco, asking about when we can expect the industry to really embrace sustainability a little bit more than it does. You know, this has been a, a key topic for a while. ESG is always, you know, one of those that we say it's very important outside of the US, inside the US. Maybe we haven't really gotten there. What can we expect on sustainability? those types of topics? Well, on a very small first step is that when I travel, I don't encounter tiny little shampoo bottles anymore. <laughs> it's, they're mostly gone by the wayside and it's these big refillable bottles bolted into the wall. So I think that's a good thing. That's number one. But I would think about this question slightly differently and talk about resiliency, right? Climate change is real. Summers are getting hotter, as we just saw in Phoenix, 31 days over 110 degrees. Strong, storms are getting stronger. NOAA does this very interesting map where they tr track the billion-dollar insurance claims, and this year we've had 25. That is a little bit below trend, but still, that's a lot of insurance claims. So I would think about how does the hotel industry prepare for weather that is getting more erratic? Like, how do you keep your internet secure? How do you keep your water source secure? How do you keep your electricity? And then, as importantly, how do you keep your staff out of harm's way and get your staff to your guests and get it in and off either the resort or the downtown property? So emergency generators, uh, redundant internet, you know, other water sources, all of that should be top of mind, not just for developers, but for people who currently own hotels, because I think we're going to see more weird weather. I think, you know, that's, I think you're correct on that, Jan, but it's also, you know, make sure when you're building the building, you're taking all those factors into account now. And then also having that plan, I say, I always find things interesting when things go awry and there's no plan. Like, well, we didn't have a plan for this. Well, you're going to have to have a plan because if you do have a, a, a house full of guests, essentially at your hotel, and there is a major storm issue, You've still got to service them. You've got to have some kind of plan to keep them safe and keep the keep the systems and everything running. So, you know, plan, plan, plan. It's, I think that's going to be our new mantra going forward. I really like that word resiliency too. It, it's it encapsulates a lot of what those themes are, and we see this happening in areas that aren't even necessarily typical anymore. You know, in the Caribbean, you expect hurricanes, so there is a lot of planning, but that resilience can can mean a lot in that ESG conversation. So let me pull another letter out of the old mailbag. And this one is coming from somebody who did not want their name read on air, but they're asking for your thoughts on international inbound travel. 
Um, we've seen peaks and valleys over this year, but what are you seeing for the remainder of 2023 and into maybe first quarter of 24? Because there is a lot of pent up international inbound. I think the surprising aspect, the thing I saw most recently, what came from tourism economics, and it really is that they believe, if I remember correctly, that international inbound will recover in by 2025. So that means 2024 is a very strong growth period for international inbound. And a lot of factors we playing into that. Again, people have been traveling all over the world. Now they're going to start coming back into the United States, right, and going back and we're seeing less you know, exchange rates are moderating, inflation is moderating. So the things that may have kept people away, and then most importantly, lift is getting better again. So technically, hopefully those items, especially the lift, I think we underestimate how important lift is, that the lift into the US and both out and in will increase in capacity, therefore makes it a little bit more inexpensive to get here and we'll hopefully we hope. bring more travelers. <laughs> yeah, we hope bring more travelers into For the For all US. of our sakes. Exactly right. So I got five letters and two numbers for you. <laughs> I-92, you I-92 APIS, my favorite data set that is not CoStar or STR. It is published by the Department of Commerce. I-92, of course, as you well know, probably, are the data sets that the airlines have to give the Department of Commerce. And they tell you, is an American flying abroad or is an international traveler coming into the US? And it's a free website. It's your and my taxpayer that works. It is super cool. It is super easy to use. And I use it in presentations all the time, pointing out that the number of Americans going abroad compared to 2019 is up, I don't know, 15, sometimes 20% as it was in August. But the number of international travelers coming to the US is down 15, 10, 15% or so compared to 2019. What's cool about this data set is that you can not just do this on a very global level saying Americans leaving the US, but you can do it by country. You can say how many Japanese are coming into the US, how many Americans are going to, I don't know, Germany, but you can also do it by city pair. You can look at people flying from London to New York, from LA to Auckland, for example. So it's a super deep, very interesting, very up-to-date data set that I can only highly recommend. And what you can also find in that data set, I'm sure you saw this, is that that decline in international inbounds has been lessening yes, all year, exactly. right? So you see, and what was really surprising, I'm just looking at the charts right now, is that the outbound U.S. really peaked in September. We hadn't seen, I mean, it was much larger than it had been all year. So again, you're starting, again, can we say this word again? Normalizing, balancing, can we say it? Yes, can we say it? you Let's can. Say it. You're gonna, we're gonna get back to some normality in that sector as well, inbound and outbound. And I think Isaac, you made a very interesting point. Was 2023 the year of the outbound revenge travel and all the Americans, like we're all on Instagram, all our friends were in Rome and in Venice, you know, and in Greece. And are they done with that? And will in 2024 people say, well, I just went abroad, let me stay here. And will then the international be a tailwind international inbound for us being a tailwind and the Americans staying more abroad also be a tailwind for our performance in the U.S., question mark. We'll look I for that next good. summer. Yeah, definitely. Okay, next question. This is a fun one. What surprised you the most about the hotel industry in 2023? Again, for me, it's, it actually dovetails what we just talked about. It was the softness of domestic demand 
which was also tied into with people leaving the leaving the country, and then also the real softness we saw in economy hotels. That was surprising. And then when we peel back the onion to look at it, yet there was definite softness coming from lower priced hotels, mostly economy. But then you saw on the upper end, you actually saw some really gathering strength, some really strong numbers there with upscale, upper mid-scale outperforming 2019 most of the summer. And how about you? For me, it was more on the real estate side. So I sit in on a bunch of industry investment roundtables with a lot of bankers and owners and lenders. And really after 2022, people talked about this wall of distress. You know, they talked about it in 21 and then they were like, 22, okay, so this is really happening. And I honestly thought we would see more distress in 2023, but it absolutely has not materialized. The delinquency rate on CMBS loans is 5%, was 5%, probably will be 5%. I don't know. I can't predict that. But it's it's really nothing to write home about. And yes, there are some very high profile delinquent properties like Park Hotel saying, hey, in San Francisco, we are out of here. 3,000 rooms, the Park 55 and the Hilton are no longer being serviced, handed back to the, to the lender. Okay, that's to me is the outlier. What the story is here, that there is no story. And all these private equity funds and high net worth individuals that were standing on the, pi- on the sidelines saying, I have all this money to deploy. Where's the distress? And they come to me and when I have these conversations, they say, where's the distress? I'm like, well, I have distress for you. I got 3,000 rooms in San Francisco. <laughs> and they say, no, 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 I don't want that distress. <laughs> they want the good distress. And that just doesn't seem to materialize. Right. It just has not manifested despite all of the vision boards that those private equity investors were building over the years. So we're going to close with a fun question. This one also from an asker who wishes to remain anonymous. I don't blame him or her. So this person asks, given the strength and power of summer entertainment and music tours, Isaac and Jan, are you Swifties and or part of the beehive? (laughs) That's a hard one. I I like all kinds of music. So I, 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 I'm everything. I am. I'm. I'm everything. I'm not gonna get in that one. And you like everything. what those two did for the industry? Yes, I did. And you know, the one who characterized it the best is Ed Bastian, CEO of Delta. He goes, "We're in the era of exp- of the experience economy, and that's what those two shows have shown: that people want experiences, and they're willing to pay for it." Yeah, so you're not you? an either or, you're the end. All of the above. All of well, the above. I don't believe in, I love all kinds of music. So. Your playlist is vast and vast, yes. broad. So I'd see both in a heartbeat. Well, Hendersonville, where the STR office claims Taylor Swift because she went to high school here for a hot minute. And so Nashville claims Taylor Swift because that's where she got her start. When she came through town, they put a bench into Centennial Park uh, dedicated to her, which she can read a book. And so there was a long line the day before the concert of Swifties getting her to sit in this very specific bench. So I think just to, you know, honor the the Nashville connection, I got to be a Swiftie. You can't deny the hype, right? And it's going to continue into 
the foreseeable future and then everybody else is going to join that bandwagon so the experience economy is here to stay guys thank you for opening the mailbag uh with me today and again i'll remind readers that you can send us a question anytime and of course find tell me more a hospitality data podcast wherever you listen to podcasts see you next episode This special episode of Tell Me More, a Hospitality Data Podcast, was recorded on November 28, 2023 by me, Stephanie Ricca. The episode was edited and mixed by Rachel Daub. Find Tell Me More and all Hotel News Now's other podcasts wherever you listen and subscribe by searching for Hotel News Now. Visit hotelnewsnow.com for the latest global hotel industry news. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Devon Reeves. I'm Omari Head. And I'm Chris Henry. We're the hosts of the Next Gen and Lodging podcast on the Hotel News Now podcast network. It's a monthly show in which we interview a new generation of hoteliers to get their insights into a variety of disciplines and topics from finance to food and beverage and hotel operations. Listen to us on Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.